Hey you guys and welcome to the Steel Wars Hyper Chat. It is Monday the 14th of June 2021 after a, uh, a a break for a couple of reasons we might get into. We are back for a special Monday show and joining us to welcome me with open arms and open bandwidth back onto the internet from the Canto Byte Dispatch, my friend, and hopefully yours. In New York City, this introduction just keeps going on, but now it comes to the end as I introduce, finally, without further ado, a lady that should go without the need for introduction, but here it is, overly long, it's still going. Welcome, Emily Lind. Hey. All that build up for that. <laughs> I mean, how are you doing, buddy? It's good to have you back. I'm good. Can you tell that I've um I'm cooped up? <laughs> Man. So um listen, if you're watching visually, I've got a black eye of sorts and a giant bump there that is gone far down. If you want to hear the backstory, this week's bad motors. Bad Motivators podcast. I go into graphic detail of this unlikely of stories. So um, also, as my sign says, I've, ju I've just moved. So I, I just set this up very quickly um, because I, I was very urgent when I did it because I was just listening to the last Canto by Dispatch mm -hmm. and Emily Lind uh -oh. was spitting about people that keep her waiting. And I think she said she <laughs> forgave a five minute, 10 minutes was pushing it. So I was like, I got to get this set up before uh, four o'clock or it's, uh, it's, it's dark times. And then I started thinking about all the times I have kept you waiting mm -hmm. and that, and that built up Michael Douglas falling down esque aggression. You must have. It's not quite as bad waiting for people for like, things like this or Zoom calls or stuff. Like I only get slightly annoyed. It's mostly if I am at a restaurant or waiting outside a movie theater that I start to get uh, very angry. Oh, excellent. So so you, you welcome the, the virtual waiting. I don't welcome it, but I am more tolerant of it. Oh, are you tolerant of this comment from Chris Fresh that Emily's pictures in the background aren't level? I mean... Look, I have a lot of problems with Chris Fresh, but this is definitely on the list. I should point out, um, June 14th, the birthday of someone that, like, PayPal should be making a monument of this man for all the purchases he has inspired. Got the book out, especially Stephen J. Sansweet's birthday today, who... Um, Definitely, with his little book here, from concept screen to collectible, sparked my um, my other side of childhood, the other side of puberty, um, Star Wars fandom. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you became a man. I don't know about that. I think um, <laughs> we're still waiting for some test results to come in um, for that one, metaphorically, of course. But um, 
yeah, I, I feel like this is um, the first thing that really got me into Star Wars after um, uh, tonguing another person. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Because <laughs> hey, after, after you've tongued someone, it, mm-hmm. it better be a good book to get mm-hmm. you back into Star Wars. You know what I'm saying? Because that tonguing, woof, hard to beat. Okay. I thought these were the sort of open topics you discussed. No, I was, I, was, I was surprised because okay. you are you are normally um, a little more mature than us over at the Kindle Dispatch. <laughs> wow. What a veiled insult. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know which one of us is insulting, but. That's the best part. That's the best part. That's what the internet's for. So everyone, if you can do something that insults everyone in different unique ways, that's that's a marvelous um, bit of wordplay. But hey, coming up on the little stream, we're uh, going to talk about some Obi-Wan set spoilers. Uh, Boba Fett flashbacks are confirmed. My theory is coming to fruition. And um, we'll get to this pretty soon. There are rumors, Emily. Of Saul Guerrero, a great man, a great character, but for us, more importantly, Mendo. Director Orson Krennic is rumored. I I try to be warm of heart. Mm-hmm. I, I try not to have ill will for my um for my fellow person. If this website just got this from sources, I can feel a vendetta coming on. Yeah. Yeah. Because I have been preparing myself for him to not be on the show. Because, I mean, we've already got a lot of characters on it and... Ben Mendelsohn's a busy man. He's doing lots of other projects. Mm-hmm. And but he's I also was, signing those Disney contracts. Yeah. But I've been trying to not get my hopes up and just be like, I just want it. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't need to know. It'll be okay if he's there. It's a great surprise. If not, it's fine. But if somebody has gotten my hopes up only to dash those hopes, I'm going to be furious. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. We might have to smite them. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good idea. Mm. Form a smiting pack. Yeah. We'll, 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 okay, we'll get into that room. But first of all, of all, there's nothing I love more, Emily, than a poll on the internet. Mm. Right? We do love your polls. What did you think of this week's Bad Batch Battle Scars? A, uh, a tremendous uh, response as far as um, people enjoying the sweet, sweet content, 
50, sorry, 54.9% said huge thumbs up. So they went to the ballpark, got one of those foam thumbs, had bad batch printed on it, and they're hanging it up. 34.5 said thumbs up. So that's like 90% thumbs up. Uh, 8.9% thumbs in the middle and 1.7% with the... um, the thumbs down. Where was your thumb pointed, Emily? And for what reasons? I think I am at thumbs up. I thought it was a good episode. I think maybe part of it was I was just surprised because I was expecting the um, the inhibitor chip storyline to go on a little bit longer. And Me I too. was expecting there'd be like a search for Rex and lots of talk about Rex and then they'd find Rex. So I was just sort of taken aback and it seemed maybe a little quick so i kind of need to know where they are going from here and if you know the next point in the storyline is really really good then i'm glad we just got this out of the way and there was some great stuff in that i think there were some good moments and i especially liked omega's connection with racker i thought that was very sweet i just adore her so much Omega can do no wrong. Yeah, she's just brilliant. But I was no, I was very I was very surprised that in the same episode they realized there is a problem with Wrecker and that problem is solved. I I thought that was gonna be on down the line. Yeah, I I think like yourself, I, I thought that whole storyline would drag out um in a manner of speaking, would 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 take longer to um do. Hey. You know what my favorite thing about uh, Omega is? Hmm. It's how she says, oh, it didn't work. Why is the sound? Why is there no sound? What's up with that? Did you hear the sound? No, there was no sound. Wait there. I'll try. Um, oh, okay. This is what this, this is. This is a vibe check. Okay. So Aubrey's there to tell me it's a vibe check, but um, all right. For some reason. It's her saying blaster. Blaster. Love it. Can't get enough. Lidra, hey, I just got back on the internet, lady. Don't bully me off. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Do not bully me off. Speaking of bullying, Chris Fresh says, I'm off to bed. Look forward to the audio in 10 to 15 business days. Love to you both. (laughs) Hey, I worked out a way to very quickly get this on um, within the same half hour on, on the Patreon audio. And I got stuck in all these things of like I had to put it into this program and change the name so that it was like you put these barriers in front of yourself, Emily, and mm-hmm. you need to get rid of them because no one's looking at that the names match up every day for seven no. years. No, no one either. checks. We just want to hear our sweet, sweet podcasting content. Excellent. Excellent. Um, yeah, I really liked it it didn't have the emotional resonance that it did for um some harder core clone wars fans but i um i really enjoyed it i've spoken about this a couple times um i did uh kessel run radio and uh the convor call to um recap the episode but you know what i want to happen this this cartoon has been quite good in getting rid of some of the things that I dislike about Star Wars um, animation. Um, 
minimal tripping over. Yeah. Wreckers, he's headbutting a lot of stuff, but minimal tripping over. And they learn their lessons. Like when, like there was that episode where they got Omega the, the com link and they said, go back to the ship. She went back to the ship. Ezra would have been hiding around the first rock and looking for a way to get back in straight away, right? Omega, back to the ship. And the next thing I would like them to get rid of is when they hint that there's a monster just out of eye's sight, they just don't follow up on it. <laughs> Like the water burbles and they mm. go, oh, let's watch out for the water. And they do. And that's it. Because it's just such, like it, like you now know what's happening in 10 minutes time in the, in the show. Yeah. Yeah. I also just laughed or just like stay above the waterline. And like, I don't think anybody was going into that dank disgusting water for any reason anyway so you don't need to telegraph it quite that much yeah that's like like telling your child hey don't light yourself on fire and let balloons go in the middle of that freeway what huh <laughs> it's a freeway why would i be nah? fire uh? hmm. i hope he doesn't overhear that he's not here it's fine um, the cutting room floor says, honestly, I'm more worried about Wrecker's eventual post-concussion syndrome than this bloody inhibitor chip. I got to tell you, as someone that suffered a concussion in the last two weeks, this storyline is getting all too real. It is, I was, I, I, I used to laugh and edit them headbutting things. And now it's like, it's very triggering, Emily. So. He hits his head a lot. I've got to tell you, this hitting your head business, it hurts. Yeah, you should try to avoid it in the future. That's my new plan. That's my new plan. So we'll get there. We'll get there. All right. Let's go. We'll do this one first as it sort of um, it fits in with the whole topic of Rogue One characters coming uh, into Andor. This is from StarWarsNews.net. Very comprehensive uh, Star Wars news site with all the the major tid and bits, but um, it's rumored that Forrest Ritika is coming back as Saw Guerrera. Um, and this one sounds like it's super confirmed because Stellan Starsgard, Starsgard, thank you. Um, spoke of Whitaker's involvement in the Andor series while speaking on Severgy's radio. Can you can you fix that pronunciation up for us? Oh, I have no idea on that one. Okay. Wow. Checkmate. Um he just seems it's he, he mentions that he filmed a scene with him somewhere in here. So that is pretty sick. Saw so Guerrera. He is the um He's becoming the new Ahsoka Tano, just popping up in media event after media event, Emily. But who is this website? According to sources tied to the direct, we will be seeing the return of Orson Krennic, the main villain of Rogue One, at some point in the first season. 
Um, the role is unclear. Uh, assumptions, assumptions. Hmm. There's nothing else to confirm this. Let's go to the direct. Do you know this way? Oh, I, I recognize that logo. This is a pretty big website, isn't it? Yeah. It's one I had sort of vaguely heard of. And so it's one of those things where I, it could go either way, which is on the one hand, I haven't heard of them in the way that I know that like Vanity Fair is a good source for things. On the other hand, I haven't heard of them in the say, like we got it covered where I know it's complete bull. So sometimes I feel like not having heard their name a ton is an okay thing. Okay. Let us know. I'm trying to find their like about us, contact us. They don't have like, where's their social media link? I just want to see how many Twitter followers they have. Not that that proves that they're right or wrong, but it definitely, it, it is like one of those big websites, yeah. Yeah, they seem to, they have like a, like when I was looking at their Twitter, it's like they had a one for Star Wars tweets and one for Marvel tweets, and I think one for DC as well. Okay, well, the direct. Twitter. Ah. I know, quite small. In the scheme of websites. Wow. We can only hope that scooping this amazing Ben Mendelssohn news will propel the direct to great success in the um, the internet entertainment pop culture marketplace. What say you, Emily? I just... I need it to be true now that somebody has <laughs> reported it is true. Like, yeah, once again, like I was preparing myself for him not to be in it, but now I've gotten my hopes up. And so if we don't hear anything else about it, I'm going to be watching every episode being like, where's, where's Krennic? Where's Krennic? And that's not a way to watch a show. Isn't it? <laughs> I mean, it's maybe not giving it the, the fairest shot of okay. this episode gets a D because there's no Ben Mendelsohn in it. Gets an N. Gets an NK. No Krennic. Boo. Um, oh, this is even a, 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 a twist on the rumor. A bit of twist for Emily. Um, if there's a Mendo, will there be a Tarkin from uh, Devesh? So that'd be a... Now, I know there were rumors about that before. I think maybe even that, that Corey and Noah had reported on. Um that he was going to be mm. in it. And then, because then there was, there was a follow-up where Guy Henry was talking about how he hadn't been asked to play the role again. And so there were a lot of questions over who, if anybody was, was going to be doing it. Mm. Well, James says, all I want for Christmas is another Krennic fanfic. Well, if he's on the show, then I will have inspiration. Excellent. Excellent. The, um, Emily writes a uh, amazing um, erotic fan fiction for us for the uh, Star Wars Celebration live show. So, listen, if join Patreon, it's three bucks. Go to the live show. You can watch it in video or audio, and um, your experience. I, I recommend as a Star Wars fan. Will I recommend change. the video. The video is something. The video is something. Um. So there is that, and it's yeah. I, I I think like 
I, I saw on Twitter someone said um, like oh, all these rumors for a show no one's excited for or whatever. No one asked, whatever. And I'm like, they, they, these are characters from a billion dollar film. Yeah. Like a lot of people dropped a lot of cash to um, see uh, what they're up to. And, and, and they're also, as far as like, like fan response go, they're, it's their characters that a, a vaster amount of um, fans agree on with the um, with the thumbs up. You know, most people are, are pretty pro Rogue One, so I, this could be like the more you think about it, it's like that's a, that's a cool slither of Star Wars to get into, and um, I think it could be a sleeper hit, Emily. That's what I'm saying. And I, I think it, people like spy shows and espionage stuff. And I think that's gonna, it's gonna hook some people who might not watch every Star Wars show. If, if you can sell this as like a crazy spy drama. Yeah. I, and I, I, I think it's gonna be that like, this is just a snowballing thing. Like you look at the Marvel. Um, their highest watching debut episode was Loki this week on a Wednesday. So it's it's doing that sort of end game thing where it's you know it's sort of building momentum. So I I, I hope Star Wars can um, you know with these new shows, it's it's interesting. You know, like the Bad Batch's animation is like even on its release day it was like eight or nine slides deep on the Disney header page. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's that's an odd choice. Well, I, I think it's just based on demand. Yeah. Because, you know, you look at the ones, there's like ones before it, like the Disney remix shows, and I, I don't really, they all, you know, Mighty Ducks or... Mighty Ducks is pretty good. Yeah, but there's a couple of those where I'm sort of like, that's oh, some Disney thing. And, um, you know, Loki was number one. But, um, yeah, it was interesting that uh, The Bad Batch, I haven't seen it, like, like for the last couple of weeks before the first eight. So that's, um, there's, there's, like, if you want to talk about the algorithm, they're, they're, that, what order those things go in? That's, that's some deep algorithmics from, um, from Bobby I and the squad. Um, Alex says, isn't the budget super high for Andor with the set picks and everything? It seems like it's one long movie. The the set picks look amazing. Um, of that village and and all that good stuff. Have you seen all those, Emily? Yeah, I've been trying to not go too deep into spoiler town because I'm really excited about the show. But I, I do like, you know, like, oh, there's trees and things, and that's good to see. Trees. <laughs> it's not a desert. Dude, they're, they're space trees. Give them the respect that they uh, deserve. There's like a river or a lake or something. Space lake. Who doesn't like a good space lake? Love a space lake. I'm just looking for this one. Here we go. I feel like I had it open already. Um, But... Uh, 
I had theorized, we'll, we'll talk a bit about the book of Boba Fett, that it was going to have flashbacks based on the fact that he changes up his armor in mm-hmm. The Mandalorian and it would give a visual cue between uh, what was happening in real time or, you know, now, the time of The Mandalorian in in Jabba's palace and then times when it's back in the past in Jabba's palace or other places and he'd be in the old um, Empire Strikes Back bashed up outfit. Now, I am dying, praying that we have whatever it's called, Disney Gallery, the Book of Boba Fett, and uh, Dave Filoni's there with his hat and he's like, you know, we... Uh, we changed up the color Boba Fett. So then when the, the we had the different timelines, you could the, there was a visual cue. You know, it was a visual cue. Um, I would lose my marbles to have my 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 theory confirmed in such a uh, way. Is it do you have an issue, Emily? I, I mean I had an issue with your impression of, of Dave Filoni right there, but I don't have an issue with your theory. Yeah, I reckon it's any good. <laughs> I mean, if you just did that voice and I would start listing off people who I thought it might be, I don't know if Dave Filoni would be on that list. Blaster. That's Tell okay. That's, for, that's okay. I can tell you what I can do. <laughs> if they ever need someone to take over the role and just say blaster. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Rekka. Oh, that's not bad. Okay. Good stuff. Good, good stuff. Um, but in an interview with uh, Rotten Tomatoes, Morrison revealed his new Disney Plus series will be taking Boba Fett in new directions, and that includes the past. Uh, his quote is, well, we can't say too much, but we are going to see his past and where he's been since the Empire Strikes Back. Somebody pointed out he's been kind of stuck in this one place and now the time to actually go back in time and check out his journey and find out more about him. Listen, Emily, I'm not sure where you stand on this revelation that they're going to go back and uh, cover some of his time in the original trilogy. But Bobby I is going to be swimming in cash this holiday. I This, like, doing this, I feel like, is just going to be huge. It's going to just blow the show out of the water. To Like, people, like, complain, about, you know, it's all, like, nostalgia and all that. But, dude, it works. And if you've got a good show that's got nostalgia and I'm up for a light dash of Back to the Future 2-ing, Maybe seeing a scene or two from a different angle, but I, I, I think this people are going to go crazy. This is going to get like such a like for people that weren't watching the Mandalorian, and then to hear 
oh, it shows things that happen like during Empire Strikes Back. You're going to suck some some jaded old men and women back in, maybe some dogs back to the uh, streaming service. What say you, Emily? I mean, it's something you have to be careful with because it, it's it's a fine line to walk and it can become pretty goofy if you go too too close to the edge on hey look right over there is some stuff that we saw in the movie then i'm over here and like i'm just slightly off screen in the movie that that can that can get old what about if just say if they do it right Yeah, I know. I mean, like, I'm not saying they can't do it right. And I, I, I just think it's something that I hope they are reserved with how they do it. And also the other thing is, I hope that it also is still moving the story forward. Because I don't just want to be stuck in, hey, we fleshed all this stuff out, but then we only moved the story forward like 10 inches in terms of where Boba Fett is now. Well, it's got to be like, Godfather 2-ish, where there's two storylines going in different timelines that sort of feed into each other. And, of course, there was the old, um, the EU, the Bounty Hunter War books, which was a two or three timelines um, following Boba Fett after Return of the Jedi, which at the time I loved. I thought it was so cool. But um, I just... I would so love to see Jabba's palace in between Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back. Like like when Boba's like hanging out at Docking Bay 93 or 94, whatever one it is, one of the Docking Bays. Um, I didn't do well in that, the, the trivia thing. Um, like in, in that era, oh, I adore yeah. it. I'll I'll be very happy if Dustin Hamilton finally gets to see Boba punch his way uh, out of the Sarlacc pit. But, you know, and I, look, I know people love the bounty hunters and so we're going to be seeing a ton of bounty hunters. I, I do hope as much as I don't want it to be cameo fest, which it definitely is going to be. But if we're going to get all of the old bounty hunters with their, hey, let's stick in some characters from the cartoons, give me Cad Bane. Yeah, I think I've, like, as far as, like, the character cameos and stuff, I've just accepted that, like with the the Star Wars and Marvel, like this, that's what it's sort of. That's a big part of the ingredient, mm-hmm. and so just go with it and and hope that they're good, sort of thing. Because it's it, it seems like a big part of the formula, and you know some people that like like I I am into it. You know, you you judge them as they come, but for you know a a selection of fans just to have the crossovers like that's like so satisfying like that's such a large chunk of satisfaction that then other things that are good or bad are are, are sort of whatever sort of thing because like even in the comics the main time i hear a positive response about them is when it's this other character like it's it's a surprise character I mean, also, 
as long as it's not as jarring and as bad as the Rogue One um, Dr. Evazin and, and like that's one of the most egregious cameos I've ever seen in anything. So that like is grinds the movie to a halt for 10 seconds and then it just moves on. That one was a bit egregious. I do have to admit. Um, why can't I get rid of this little ad window here? So wait there. There we go. Let's let's go to the old one set, Emily. Oh, okay. Oh, they got the ad back up. What are we advertising? Amazon. Amazon. Yeah, they need to get the word out. What are you doing, dude? I, I need you to stop. Oh, now he's talking. Wait. All right. I don't know what's going on. StarWarsNews.net. You're in league with Amazon. Um a, a company that has not brought my new extension cord on time, I've got to say. How dare they? But um, in LA, Ewan McGregor, yes, I can get rid of it now, spotted, black-cloaked, space-booted, walking across the set. Very exciting. I, I, I tweeted about this the other day. Is like people are like mocking that he's got this black cloak on, like saying, oh, we know what he looks like. We know his Jedi robes. However, once a shot comes out with him in his Jedi robes, everyone's going to lose them. Oh, it's just like how I'm, oh, yeah. Like, it's, um, I think they're covering up for the right reasons. And they, supposedly he's got different Jedi robes now, doesn't he? Didn't he say he's got a new outfit? They are slightly different, yeah. Um, but he's, uh, he, he's masked up. He's, um, he, he's not, um, I'll just leave it. All the things I'd oh nah. Uh good for you and bad for other people. How about um, that's just his outfit for the show? Oh. He's um He's like he, escaped from a barber's. No, no, he's oh okay. What about he's escaped from a barber's on the asteroid from Empire Strikes Back? So he's got the breather mask on. Oh, okay. But um He's still got the cloak. He's still got the cloak. Now, um, the other thing is, this might be Injira Varma on set here, and she is not cloaking up as well as you. And she has not had the experience of several Star Wars prequels. And um, if this is her, which um, many speculate it is, she is either an Imperial. Or she's disguised as an imperial. I mean, it definitely looks like her. Yeah. Well, there's this side by side shot. This is on um, StarWarsNews.net. Um, I mean, I watched a, quite a bit of her in Rome, and that that definitely looks. And 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 we need we need more female imperials, and that excites me. I hope she actually is an imperial and not in disguise, because I want. More female Imperials and also more female villains in Stropes. I think she's an Imperial. She seems to be wearing it too well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, she could do that that imperious thing that they have all they all have going for them. The what now? Imperious, like very, you know, 
And this is another one. Does this not look like Peter Cushing is on set? <laughs> that's, that's kind of creepy, actually. So these photos are coming from at Infomar Wars. And um, this stormtrooper, he doesn't know how to use the mask or the cloak correctly because I can see his nostrils and his stormtrooper knees, Emily. I mean, why are you even trying to hide a stormtrooper? <laughs> they should just have the stormtrooper out the front of the set, like where everyone can see. Oh, what? Star- They're so weird about what they decide to tell us and what they decide not to tell us, which is almost everything. Um, Jordan Rennie, what are the chances of Obi-Wan having the high ground during the series? Listen, that line in Revenge of the Sith, it stings with me that it is not like like led up to or it's never mentioned in like like seven and a half hours of movie before it. Um, so, yes, I, I would prefer if we just – we don't touch upon that. Let's just let it go. You know what I'm saying? So no cameos for the high ground. We can see some high ground in the background. You know, okay. that's fine. But um, I just do not want – any reference to um, to that as it's uh, as it's bitter for me. Chris Willis does point out some sweet Obi Wan boot reveals. Excellent. Hey Emily. Yes. Um, oh hey, do you know what I did today? I don't. This will shock you. Okay. I edited. An episode of I Love Green Guide Letters. What? There's a lost episode. The last episode that ever got recorded. Who is it with? Uh, Nick Mason. Okay. Uh, Dill Rook and uh, Aaron Gox. Oh, that's a good lineup. Yeah, it was. Um, I'm, 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 I'm considering recording a couple. Oh, you've got to. Well, we'll see. If you haven't checked it out, I love Gringo Letters, my old comedy podcast. But um, now with the um, Emily's walked off the set. Ah, she's got a tote bag. Nice. Um, Yeah. Oh, and my other podcast that I do for the shop, Manchester Lane Radio, if you haven't checked that out, it's on YouTube as well. If you look up the Shaw store and I just put up an interview with with Nick Mason, hence why I was thinking about it, from the Weekly Planet talking tram driving and podcasting and many things in between. Emily, you do a a marvellous podcast. One that um, you send out veiled threats about running late to uh, podcasts in, the Canto Byte Dispatch. Would you like to tell us about it? Yeah. Um, my friend, Brittany Brown, your friend, Brittany Brown, everybody's friend, Brittany Brown, and I do the Canto Byte Dispatch. It is a Star Wars podcast mostly. We also like to talk about things like Gossip Girl, which we are very excited is being rebooted. And- oh, my gosh. 
and just whatever else happens to be coming along. You know, we're enjoying talking about the Bad Batch, but we are not the most serious or in-depth Star Wars podcast. But, you know, check us out wherever you find your podcasts or <laughs> look for us on Twitter and Instagram at CantoBitePod. God, the Rogue Rebels are very excited about Gossip Girl. How do you, how do you feel about that new Gossip Girl? I, 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 I'm not like... It's going to be know, I, 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 I'm getting a bit, it's not my Gossip Girl about it. It makes me feel very old. I felt like I was watching a porn. It was... <laughs> Like you hear about Harley Quinn and then Gossip Girl, it's just it's all going on. Like what when I was re-watching the old Gossip Girl, I was at least able to be in the mindset of like like the, I was not a teenager when that show was on, but I was also not in my you know late thirties. So I so it felt like okay for me to watch in a way that maybe this new show is not okay for me to watch. I, I tell you something that just popped into my head. There was a scene. Like, because what? how old are they? Like 15, 16? Yeah, something like that. Okay. There is a scene of an orgy with more people than a good party that I would go to when I was 15. <laughs> There's a staggering amount of people in this orgy. Like, it's, um, you know, we, we could barely get that more, many people in, in, in someone's sort of backyard back in, back in Rosebud. So, yeah, I don't know. But that, that the, the old series, it's on HBO Max and it's, oh, XOXO. So good. So good. Hi, Emily, I look forward to you talking uh, Mendo with uh, Brittany Brown on the next episode. Are you recording one this week? Yes, we record tomorrow night. Excellent, because if you'd said the week after, that would have been quite this a vibe check. Exactly. So uh, help out that algorithm. Go check out uh, the Canobite Dispatch. Um, I will be back possibly, I think, with Corey and Aubrey on Thursday. But uh, until then, may that force be with you. <laughs> I have to record bloody I got green guy got us now because em- bloody Catherine's heard me say it. <laughs> She's going to hold me to it. Damn it. Oh. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.